Two small town girls living in a big city, chasing even bigger dreams. Meet your hosts, Kylie Benami and Sophie Longford. These two high fashion models have discovered that life outside of their hometowns isn't so simple. Talking all things fashion, wellness, fitness, and all of the messy things in between. Welcome to the not so simple life. I love it. Hello and welcome back. Today we'll be joined by the beautiful and talented Afia Bennett. You would have seen her grace the pages of some of the top fashion magazines in the world, such as Vogue, Harper's Bazaar, Grazia, Marie Claire, L'Officielle, and so many more. Outside of being a top model, Afia is also a successful actress and a businesswoman with her own luxury hat line called the Afia Collection. She'll be sharing all of the exclusive insights into her action-packed world, and we can't wait to hear everything she has to say. So before we get into this interview with Afia, we thought we'd have a little chat together about what's going on in the modeling world right now and how this whole pandemic has affected our careers. So basically the fashion industry has pretty much stopped. I mean, of course there's a few jobs here and there that are coming in, but it is so quiet and it's been a huge shock to the system, but it's been a nice break. I think I enjoyed it there at the beginning for a little bit, but now I'm definitely antsy to get back to work. I mean, thank goodness that you and I both have started this podcast together. It's keeping us busy. And I think the silver lining to the modeling industry being slow right now is that you and I have plenty of time to work on this, but it's really crazy. And it makes sense why work is super slow. Everybody's paranoid. All of the top cities for fashion are huge cities that were hit really hard with COVID. And when we're in the studio during the day, you know, you have a makeup artist touching your face. You have a stylist getting you dressed. You have a photographer who shoots a close-up. You have, you know, the lighting assistants who are right there next to you. It's like we're all in one really tight studio space usually. So, I think a lot of brands have been holding back, but slowly but surely starting. No New York Fashion Week this year, but that's all right. I think we just have to like embrace this odd season and just take advantage of the downtime because it's not just modeling, obviously. Like so many jobs are just not really happening right now. And as sad as I feel for myself and for you and I sometimes that work is so slow, it's like, all right, everyone is pretty slow for the most part. So many industries are just like stopped. Acting is even even worse, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's pretty much in the same boat right now. And I think the most important thing, like you said, is just to stay busy, give yourself projects to focus on because there's not gonna be many times in life when you do have this break and you can really focus on what you wanna do and start something fresh. Like I used this time to become qualified in skincare and I studied biology and learned French. And so- by doing those things, I'm keeping myself sane. And I mean, yeah, there's been a few requests for some modeling jobs here and there, but I just don't feel comfortable doing that right now because there's people so in your face. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable having someone touching my face right now. And like, maybe they'll wear a mask, but you still don't know how safe that is. And it's just not worth the risk. Yeah. I mean, Europe is definitely working more than the US still. Obviously, we're still a little bit of a mess here in the States, but hopefully soon 
things pick up. But I guess we just wanted to talk about this because we all just need to learn to embrace these crazy times and take advantage of the downtime. Call your family more. Just spend more time doing things that make you feel good and keep you in a good headspace. Because like Sophie said, we may never have a time like this again. So we could all just sit around and sulk and be upset about being slow with work or we could just use this time to our advantage and I'm really excited to see what Afia thinks of all of this. And she is an actress, a model, and has her own business. It will be really interesting to get her take and see what's going on in her world. Yeah, exactly. So let's get Afia on here and get this interview going. Hey, Afia. Hey. How are you? I'm super excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. We are all three on different time zones. I am in Aspen, Sophie is in Switzerland, and Afia is in New York. So this is a little international podcast interview. I love it. I love it. Thank God for Wi-Fi. Right? How's it going in New York? Um, New York is good. I feel like everybody is just now getting back to this sense of normality um, or trying to at least create a feeling of normality with all that's kind of happened and all that's still going on. And, um, you know, so I think the new way of life is just everything with a mask, pretty much like everything you do, whether it's food shopping down to, you know, just watching television with your friends and, you know, clothing shopping or just, you know, regular activity. Everything is with a mask. Are you enjoying the downtime or are you a little stir crazy? Honestly, at this point, I feel like I'm a little stir crazy. Um, I It's hard because, you know, obviously we are uh, independent contractors and we're self-employed and you know, for us, we have to hustle, you know, we make as much as we hustle. And I think for us, for those of us that love to hustle, um, it's very hard to just sit still because you feel like you're not being as productive as you can, right? Totally. So I feel like now it's just about finding ways to still kind of reach some of your goals or, you know, still find ways to kind of be productive or even creating, you know, new ideas and putting energy into those things um, during Mm -hmm. time so that you're not just like idle, right? Yeah. You don't want to look back and say, wow, I had six months of just idle time. What did I do with it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kylie and I were just talking about how like our careers have been so impacted by this. And is New York picking up a bit now with work or is it still super quiet? I feel like it's about half and half. Um, I feel like probably like a month ago, it's like all these castings and you're like, okay, great. Or, you know, your agents are texting you and emailing you telling you, Hey, this is happening. This is happening. Um, but on the same token, then there was like this scare of like, but wait, you know, is COVID coming back? And then everything kind of froze all Mm -hmm. over again, you know? So everybody kind of got excited to kind of get the ball moving. And then I feel like everybody was like, wait, the numbers are spiking. Don't get too excited. You know, so yeah, it's all still very much in the unknown, right? I think everything right now is uh, definitely in this place of the unknown. And, um, you know, I think it, it'll be there for a while, realistically. Mm-hmm. Well, Afia, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into everything that you're doing today? Sure. Okay, so what would you like to know first? Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your modeling and acting and how you got into both of those. Okay, so initially, I'm from New York. And obviously, I'm very tall. I'm like five ten and a half. I feel like if I even put on some sneakers, I'm like five eleven. And everyone's like, "Oh, you know, you should be a model." And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> uh, 
So it was the the interest definitely was there and the and the passion just started to develop because I feel like most models, you know, were abnormally tall and you're trying to figure out this way to kind of fit in. And then, you know, you're like, Oh, well, I can be a model. Okay, great. Like I found this group of people, but you know, being in Amazon is normal, right? Yeah. Like, cool, I'll take it. And then you go to casting, you're like, Wow, I'm not the only one that's like abnormally large. Awesome. Let's be friends. Right. So um I think for me, it was kind of like I found this niche where I inadvertently felt accepted in terms of like body image, right? Like I felt mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, I look like these other girls, but then obviously you have all the stipulations of like, you know, measurements. And then you realize, wow, like I thought I fit in. And then you have industry standards that come and kind of take precedence. But yeah, so pretty much I'm from New York, got scouted. Finished high school. Uh, after high school, I went on a show called The Face with Naomi. So I went on that show um, because when, when you're from New York, and I think not even just from New York, I think when when years ago, we're talking years ago, uh, I feel like that was kind of the way of life. It was either you went to America's Next Time Model and, you know, mm-hmm. or and The Face came out right after that show. And I think it was either you're going on America's Next Top Model or you're going on the face. And that's how you're going to become the, this model that you want to be. So um, I did that. I was Naomi as intimidating in person as she appears to be on camera? Oh, man, this is getting good. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think she is. I think when you initially meet her, right, you have all of this like, wow, this is Naomi Campbell. She's accomplished so much and you're kind of taking that all in and you're trying to figure out well how do I approach her do you just say hi right Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know because you want to you want to maintain a level of respect um but obviously we had to work in an intimate setting for the for the tv show right Mm -hmm. so now you're like okay well you want to you want to have this this uh middle ground between respect and okay but you kind of got to be comfortable enough to like work together in an intimate TV setting. Um, But yeah, for sure. Absolutely. My first time meeting her, I was like, holy shit, it's Naomi Campbell. Let me not say anything wrong. And then just like that, my career is over. Um, But I remember she said something. She was like, you know, you go to the bathroom the same way I go to the bathroom. And I think for me, that resonated with me. Right? Because it was just like, oh, you know, she's right. And I think it also... Uh, kind of established this sense of, oh, you know, we're all human, you know, mm-hmm. and despite our career status or despite our accomplishment, you know, we all believe the same. We all go to the bathroom the same, you know, we all do, uh, do some of the things the same. And um, I think after kind of establishing that, it, it definitely took some of the <gasps> away, you know? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's a legend, but she's still just a human being. Exactly. And I think for me, it was it was definitely a, um, a lesson in terms of, you know, because this was, I was a kid, you know, so I obviously have met so many people since then. And I think having that lesson and carrying that along with me now, you know, I could be in the room next to Beyonce or Nicki Minaj or, you know what I mean? Like, all the- and you're like, we all go to the bathroom to say, we all pee the same. So, right. Um, well, apart from being an incredibly successful model and actress you now have the afia collection which is so freaking bomb like i've been looking at all the hats and i need to get myself some of those i love them yep tell us about that tell us how you decided that making hats was going to be the business you would get into and you know what it was like building your own business 
So I feel like, um, you know, obviously when you're in the industry, it's the sense of self-identity and um, always desiring to kind of feel accepted. And as well as, you know, you're in a room with a whole bunch of beautiful people and you're like, pick me, pick me, you know, I'm great for this job. And then it kind of gets to a point where you're like, who am I? What else can I do? And, you know, what else can I accomplish? And, you know, you stop and you really think like, wow, like all this time, you know, I just identify as one thing. And I think it's so important to stop and, you know, anybody, any young female, woman, man, and stop and just grasp that we are multidimensional and that yep. we are capable and uh, of accomplishing so much and, you know, that we're powerful human beings. For me, starting my own hat line and really it, it was more so starting a business, right? Totally. Um, Because for me, the fear collection is going to expand. Like right now we're on hats. We're trying to figure out, okay, are we going to go to clothes? Are we going to go to jewelry? You know, are we going to do something? So fun. Right. So it was more so about saying, you know what, Afia, you're a model, you're an entrepreneur, you you, you can do this, you can do that, and kind of saying you're much more than a model. So- it's really great that you can have something that you can work on during this time as well, because like, I'm sure this keeps you so busy, even if modeling and acting is like a bit more quiet, like this keeps you going. Exactly. Do you feel like your sales have increased since COVID? Because I know I have been doing way too much online shopping. (laughs) So I can imagine. I definitely think that they have increased. And I also think that, you know, like you said, we're home. It's COVID. So you have a lot more time on your hands. You can't Mm -hmm. go anywhere. You can't, you know, travel. You can't take these vacations. And so you're trying to figure out ways to kind of be productive and, you know, make sure you're investing in yourself in this time because you have nothing but time. So I for me, you know, I've, like I said, I've ordered more product. I've even started, like, I'm like in the summer, in July, I ordered my fall collection early. You know what I mean? Even yep. like the fact that you're even thinking about, okay, I want to prepare for my fall collection in July. Mm-hmm. You're like thinking ahead, right? Because that's what big businesses do. They think three months in ahead. So I think for me, it's just not only just, yes, the sales have increased, but the business mind, thinking about marketing and learning how to do like ads and Google ads and Facebook ads and Instagram ads and learning your customer and, you know, taking the time um, to actually the, having the time, not even just taking yeah. the time, you know, but having the time to actually do that, um, I think has definitely made the difference during COVID. Yeah. Well, I think this time has been really good for us to recognize that our jobs and our careers are not who we are at our core. There's so much more to us that maybe sometimes we don't even spend time focusing on because we're so busy just working, hustling, getting things done every single day. And I think during this time, like you said, it's just about like investing in yourself and using this time in the best way. Right. So for you outside of your business, which you've been working on with all this extra time, what have you done to just take care of yourself? Like what wellness tips or any like What habits have you been really Um, using to keep yourself sane during these crazy times? Believe it or not, me and my husband, we we take these walks. And it sounds so simple, like, but we just will take a walk. And it'll be like a two mile walk, or maybe we'll walk to the promenade and Uber back or, you know, but I think that, you know, having those walks, taking those walks kind of stops you from going crazy. Mm -hmm. And also too, you're in the house, you're eating and you're trying to figure out how to kind of keep this quarantine weight off just in case you do get an amazing job next week. (laughs) Right. And you get that 
holy shit, I gained 10 pounds during quarantine. What do I do now? Um, so I think the, the walking kind of just helped not only my mental and my emotional, but also my physical. And then as the world slowly but surely started to open, I started to do intermittent fasting, which kind of helped kind of kick the weight super, you know, super quick, you know? So How many hours do you do when you do your intermittent fasting? Um, I typically do 12 to 8. You can actually do it during this time because you have a set schedule. Like you're not running around all day. So it's so much easier. Exactly. And and I think it's just, think about it. If you have your coffee at like 11, you know, and then, or if let's say you mm-hmm. get up at 10, you're like, okay, let me shower. Let me have my coffee. You know what I mean? By the time you like really get the day going, it's 12 o'clock. So. Yeah. On a bit more of a serious note, this is something we really wanted to talk about on this show because obviously okay. this has been a great year for standing up against discrimination. I I feel like the acting and modeling industry have are finally making some progress. And have you ever experienced any discrimination in either of these industries during your time working as a model and an actress? Oh man, it's getting spicy. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's a great question. I think when you when you talk about uh, models of color, right, uh, and you talk mm-hmm. about discrimination, and you talk about uh, what that looks like and what that feels like in this industry, I think you know, for instance, when you have a photo shoot there might be one model of color on set, mm-hmm. right? And I think in a way <laughs> that might be a level of discrimination to some extent because you're like, well, there's, you know, when you talk about diversity, you might have, you know, a light-skinned black, a brown skin, you know, model of color and African. There's so many, there's such a broad uh, spectrum of what models of color looks like. And mm-hmm. I to kind of narrow that down and say, okay, well, we need all of that in one person because there's only one spot on set. I think that's where kind of, you know, the uh, uproar is coming from. And I do agree with you that I think everything that's happened with George Floyd, I think everything that's happened with Rihanna Taylor, everything that has happened with Ahmaud Arbery, I think everything that's kind of happened with these people that have lost their lives, I think it has forced people to kind of speak up and take a stance. And unlike any other time, we have we now have the time. That's why social media is so good because allowing everyone to see it and better understand it, and people can actually spread the word now and like see the clearer picture. Right. Or even I think what it did was it started up the conversation of allowing these big brands and big companies to stop and think. When was the last time you hired a model of color? Or when was mm-hmm. the last time that you did constraint? you know, your advertising to just one spot of a model of color, or when was the last time that, you know, you you looked at a model of color and said, you know what, this season, an African girl is in, or this season, light-skinned girls with curly hair is in, or this season, brown skin with straight hair is in. You know, when, when do you just stop and, and have an appreciation for models of color and not narrow us down to, you know, we just have one spot. For me, when I first started modeling, it was very difficult because I remember having a conversation with my brother and he said, you know, uh, a preference, there's nothing wrong with a preference. Like he said, the preference is not discrimination. And also too, marketing is not discrimination. Meaning Mm -hmm. that if your audience, the people that are buying your product is only one demographic, it's, you know, for, for, for some companies, they look at it, well, why hire a model of color if only 1% of my buyers, you know, is African-American, right? Right. I think, like I said, I think one thing that has definitely positive come out of COVID, it's definitely uh, the stance that people have taken on um, racial biases and discrimination and um, the hate 
and you know, and that's come towards you know black people. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate to kind of you know put it that way, but I I think people sometimes uh, I think it's a hard conversation to have. But and do you have like any advice for people? Like they acknowledge it and they're like, yeah, we understand. Like this is terrible, but they don't know what to do about it and like what steps they can take. Like, do you have any advice for people who don't know how they can make a difference? Well, I think obviously in this day and age, everybody has social media right so i mean you can take mm-hmm. a more physical act and you can go out there and protest right uh if you're not out there protesting you can post on your social media if you're not posting on your social media you can sign petitions if you're not signing petitions honestly you can get out there and vote right if you're like there are several ways that you can make your voice heard and say enough is enough and yep. say we will not stand for this and i think what was great about, like I said, about about COVID, it was that it, it forced people to speak up and say what they stood for, right? Mm-hmm. I think more so that was it. If you didn't know or we didn't know, or, you know, it forced these companies to say, you know what, we stand in alignment with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yep. I think that one big thing that so many people realized is just because you're not racist doesn't mean you're doing everything you can do. You have to become anti-racist. You have to stop the people who are still showing their racist side of themselves and you have to stand up against that. Otherwise, you're you're still letting it happen, you know? Even if you're not doing it yourself, it's still happening around you and the only way that the change is going to keep happening is if we all keep on with the progress that has been made and I hope that in fashion specifically, this isn't just something that is in this season and isn't just like on trend right now. It's like, no, 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 this needs to keep on. This needs to be the new normal. Plus size models, models of every color and race. All of these things need to keep moving forward because we're making the progress. And I hope that brands can just not look at this as a trend this season. Right, 100%. I completely agree with you. It's a sensitive subject, but I think everyone needs to hear it and like be forced to listen to it. So that's why I'm glad we're talking about this right now. I think it's important right. that everyone listens. Hopefully someday the subject becomes less sensitive because people don't feel like they've been doing wrong. What was interesting is that I think, um, and I remember having a great conversation with my friend Anthony about this. And I think after speaking to him, I think what I learned is that there, there's some people that just don't know. They don't understand, right? And so you say, well, Black Lives Matter. And it's like, well, all lives matter, right? And, and yes, theoretically, all lives matter, right? But I think you're not understanding when they're saying Black Lives Matter. It's not to say, you know, your life doesn't matter. It's to say, guess what? We're dying because of this. We're dying because of the color of our skin right? You're not dying because of it. And I think mm-hmm. yes, it is a very hard topic to speak about and, it, and, it, and it's uncomfortable, right? But I think kind of asking the question that you ask and say, well, how can I get involved? How can I help? I think acknowledging that, you know, the color of our skin is real, you know, and acknowledging that our experiences are real and not acting oblivious to what our everyday experiences are or, or what we have against us and saying, you know what, I acknowledge this and choosing to act a certain way because of it. Right. Well, thank you for sharing your perspective and your insights on this because it's important for people to hear these conversations and have these conversations. And so I appreciate you opening up to us about yeah. what you've experienced, you know. 
Yeah, anytime, anytime. It was a great conversation. We want to also ask you, how do you get red carpet ready? Because if you go and look at Afia's Instagram, you can see she just looks flawless the entire time. Even now, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but you're so stylish. And every look you have is just like so on point. And I need some tips. So give me the tips. <laughs> okay, A, you're gorgeous, Sophie. Uh, <laughs> um, I think... I don't know. I think the half of it is the stylist. Half of it is the mood. Half of it is the event that you're going to. Um, I try and um, be very keen with my image because I think mm -hmm. image is an opportunity. Let's talk about social media. As someone who has a large social media following, you totally must feel the pressure. How have you been able to find your balance and just keeping a good relationship with social media and using it in all the right ways? I don't think I found that balance yet. I'm going to be completely transparent yeah. um, mm -hmm. because it is, I think we're, we're human. And I think for us as models, you know, our job, our livelihood, I mean, like how we pay our rent, you know what I mean? Like I'm buying mm -hmm. a home, like, you know, when your livelihood is around it, it it's very hard to kind of ignore um, or to not kind of have these feelings. You know, social media is just one of those things. Well, before we wrap this up, we just want to know what your number one piece of advice or tip is to anyone out there. It can be about anything. So fashion, fitness, business, just life in general. What is your best piece of advice? My best piece of advice is... You're fucking awesome. Don't allow anybody to tell you otherwise. Because I think that, you know, in any industry, people are telling you who you are. And I think that if you stop and say, no, this is who I am, right? You're kind of taking back some of that power. Yeah, you got to be a really strong person to cope in this industry. Because if you can't cope with the criticism you get from different casting agents and clients, it's going to tear you down. Yeah. Exactly. In all industries, you just have to remember who you are. You know, there's going to be highs and lows, no matter what comes at you. You can't personalize it. A lot of times it's someone else's issue and you shouldn't carry it. That's heavy. You shouldn't carry that heavy stuff with you. Let it go. Move on. Remember that you're awesome. I yes, love Remember that you're awesome. I, I think that's it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Well, to end our episode, Afia, if you could let all of our listeners know where they can find you. So whether it's your social media handles, your website, let them know where they can find Afia Collection. We want everybody to get on out there and find Afia online. Um, you can follow me on social media at Afia Bennett. A-F-I-Y-A-B-E-N-N-E-T-T -E -E and in the link in my bio it will be my hat line which is the FIA collection so I'm excited to see you all rocking your new hats new visors well thank you so much for coming on here because you've been the most awesome guest and you've rocked it thank you so much thanks for having me ladies thanks Sophia see you soon bye all right, all right. You guys know the deal. We always end our episode with a few Q&A questions from our Instagram page. So the first question we wanted to answer today is what app do you guys use to edit the photos on your Instagram page? So we have been using the app Tezza and once we upload a photo to that, we will play around with the grain and add the dust, which gives it a really nice vintage feel. Yeah, Sophie and I knew that when we started our Instagram page, we wanted it to be very 90s and cool because both of us are 97 babies. So we decided that the Tezza app was like perfect to edit our photos and i also use her app on my personal page and the second question we have is what is your favorite healthy-ish dessert i mean i know the answer to that one already but mm, my favorite okay so i'm such a sweet eater at night so i wouldn't technically say i always make the healthiest decisions when i'm picking out my late night dessert 
But when I'm being healthy and want something sweet at night, I love to have a big fruit platter with like some whipped cream. And then also Smart Sweet gummies are my jam. They are only 80 calories per bag, one gram of sugar. And honestly, I can eat two bags in a night sometimes and I don't even feel bad about it. They are so freaking delicious and I eat them almost every single night. <laughs> oh, I really want to try those. And you just made me want a fruit platter so bad. <laughs> I could have a fruit platter all day long, every meal. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, so my favorite is something new that I've actually made, which I've become so obsessed with. I made it for the first time like three weeks ago and I've made it about six times since. It's the <laughs> keto chocolate cake. And oh my God, it is so damn good. And there's no carbs or sugar in it. So you don't feel guilty for eating it. And literally... It is one of the yummiest cakes I've ever had because it doesn't make you feel sick because there's no sugar and it is so creamy, it's so good and I've actually posted the link to that recipe on my personal Instagram so if you want to go and make that, go on there and you can find it under recipes. Sophie is the ketogenic Martha Stewart, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I am when it comes to baking. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, show us some love. Give us a little rating at the bottom of our podcast page. Click that download button if you're really feeling bold. Thank you all for being here. We're having so much fun podcasting with all of you. Yeah, we are. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. The account is at the Not So Simple Life Podcast. We are also answering any questions you have on there. And we're doing this QA at the end of every episode. So maybe we'll give you a little shout out. You never know. We will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs>